Welcome to Buzzed with Brian. I am your host, Brian. We're going to talk about beer, the history, and drinking. Hey there, beer fans. Welcome back to another episode of Buzz with Brian. I'm excited to bring you a special episode today. This is a slightly newer format that you'll see a few times here in year two of the pod. I have an audience submission. That's right. We have a beer that was gifted to me. Certainly in year one, I had beers that were given to me for the show and recommendations. I think the one that really comes to mind is the Christmas Ale when I did St. Bernard's Christmas Ale and also talked about the style history. Well, today I have a beer that was given to me by a Buzz with Brian fan. That's a style that I've already gone over. So thank you so much. This episode is going to be sponsored by Tyler King. You're a very true and loyal Buzz with Brian fan, and I really appreciate you getting this beer in my hand. So the beer I have in hand from Tyler today is Fulton Brewery out of Minnesota. This is their Lonely Blonde. It's an American Blonde Ale. You actually may even recall, if you have been listening along for the entirety of the show, way back in episode 8, that's when I did my style history for the Blonde Ale, I had mentioned Tyler and how I was unsuccessful in finding this Blonde Ale in my own uh, beer market. So he said, you know what, Brian, I'm going to bring you the beer. So thank you, Tyler. And we'll talk a little bit today about Fulton Brewery and do a beer review. And it'll be short, sweet, and simple for this audience submission. So without further ado, on to today's show. This is the first time running through this audience submission format. As stated, I do have the Fulton Lonely Blonde. I've already gone over the blonde ale style. If you haven't already checked out my episode on the blonde uh, history, that's episode 8. Go back, check it out. I won't talk about style history today. We're just going to highlight the beer and highlight the brewery. So the brewery itself, Fulton Beer, was founded in 2009. They had some humble beginnings of homebrewing out of a South Minneapolis garage in 2006. That's right, Fulton Beer is in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. Uh, So back in 2006, they had a small team of four guys all sharing the dream to maybe build a production brewery and taproom in their home city of Minneapolis someday. It was this quartet of Jim Daly. Daly? Sorry if I'm not saying that right. He was the big idea guy. Peter Grande, he built the equipment that they brewed with. And then Ryan Petz dreamed up the recipes. And Brian Hoffman drank the beer. So... All four very important roles in this, um, I guess, small startup that they had in the garage. And I certainly would like to meet Brian, Brian Hoffman someday. Because if he was the beer guy that drank beer, here I am drinking beer. Brian, let's meet up. Let's have one. You know, I think that'd be kind of fun (laughs) if you ever listen in on this podcast. So as I was saying, it did start off in the garage of one of these four. And that was Jim. And he got to brewing and started getting pretty good at this. Before you knew it, they were moving over into Peter's two-car garage in the Fulton neighborhood for more space. So, as they started to really gain a lot of ground here and they established some core beers, the four weren't quite ready to start a full-on business, let alone, you know, they didn't have the capital ready to build or buy their own place. They were just investing in homebrewing equipment at this point in time. But they did start to make some phone calls to other breweries, and they wanted to see if any of them had space to allow them to brew a batch or two of beer, 
But alas, none of their Minnesota neighbors could make that happen in the Twin Cities. So they started researching elsewhere, and they stumbled upon Sand Creek Brewing Company in the neighbor state of Wisconsin. Glad to see we can help out our neighbors to the west here every once in a while. And they sold their first official pint in 2009. So, three-year journey there of starting off homebrewing in the garage, moved to the other guy's garage, and by 2009, they have their first commercial brew, uh, full production, right? And they sold their first pint of Fulton beer. Very exciting, right? So fast forward another two years to 2011, and they finally got the capital together to rent a space of their own in Minneapolis, and were brewing there. And by the next spring, they officially opened that tap room, so started renting, brew, fall of 2011, opened it up 2012 for patrons to come in and enjoy their delicious crafted beer. Fast forward again now to 2013, and Fulton Beer was bursting at the seams. They um, really needed to upgrade their system quick. Lots of people were buying in on the beer, so they decided to expand, and they opened up a new 80-barrel brew house. Talk about a journey there. I mean, from 2006 to a small little homebrew kit to an 80-barrel system in 2013, so Fulton Brewery definitely quick in expansion. And the interesting thing, too, is I talked about earlier, you know, they were starting to get their ground, um, starting to get their feet on the ground and establish some core beer recipes. One of the original core beers that dates all the way back to the early days of the garage homebrewing is the Lonely Blonde Ale. That's one of the very first um, beers that came out of homebrewing recipes for them. So very excited to try that. And with that, let's get on to today's beer. Tyler, thank you again so much for supplying the beer today. I am excited to open up this bottle in front of me and drink it. As mentioned, I have Fulton Beer's Lonely Blonde. This is an American Blonde Ale. Uh, it's weighing in at 4.8% with 29 IBUs, and we are enjoying this out of a 12-ounce bottle today. So on the bottle, it says it's an American Blonde Ale. You may recall from my blonde episode, my blonde style history episode, that typically blondes are Belgian style. So I'm going to be curious if we get any Belgian influence in this, even though it's an American blonde. Um, it's also telling me that there are noble German hops in this, so it's a little bit of a wild card here. <laughs> and the malts are white wheat, American pale, and crystal malts. So without further ado, on to the pour. I have my Lonely Blonde in my glass. The beer did pour a beautiful pale golden color, as well as having a brilliant clarity. I mean, you can see right through this, there is no haze, no sediment, no fuss, just beer in here. And there's just a little, you know, thin layer of white foam hanging out on top. Honestly, with a quick glance, I think you could easily mistake this beer for being a just simple domestic beer. But let's not have looks deceive us. Let's get in for a smell, shall we? Aha, yes, this is not your Miller Lite. <laughs> no, that's actually really pleasant. There's a, It's subtle, though. It's not too overwhelming. Uh, I've get, got some cracker malt notes, and then there's a little bit of that kind of pink bubbleguminess in there, uh, which is coming, you know, typical yeast aroma. So there's a nice mixture of yeast and malt on this. So let's get in for a sip and see what we get. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Huh, one more. 
Yes, indeed, the nose was deceiving. Surprisingly more flavor on these first initial sips than I was expecting. So let's get one more sip here. Yeah, I got to work through this a little bit. So sweet malt forward. Uh, there's definitely some light processed bread type notes uh, coming from the malt bill. But it's mixed with a nice honey. There's a really nice sweetness that is reminiscent of honey to me. And then mid-palate, it switches, switches into those yeast notes. Uh, I definitely start to get some of that Belgian yeast vibe. And I think, I don't know if they used a Belgian yeast variety or American yeast variety, but it seems very Belgian-esque to me. There's a little bit of spice, um, a little bit of orange peel to this. That's blending well, really well with the honey-like notes. And then one more here. Mm, the finish is mildly dry, uh, slightly effervescent on the tongue. It really uh, kind of like little pop rocks. It bubbles as it rolls back there. And it finishes with some slight hot bitterness, but it's really not that apparent. I think I said what the IBUs on this were, 29. So it's not going to be a bitter beer by any means, but there is a little bit of bitterness on the end. So the balance and drinkability of it, right, it's a really playful beer. And I like that the nose isn't overwhelming and that it leads into this dynamic palate. And you do get that, you know, sweet start, a little bit of a bitter finish. And the drinkability, I mean, this is <laughs> this is a summer crusher. The body of it's not that powerful and the flavor is tantalizing enough but not overwhelming that, yeah, you could easily crush these on a hot summer day and have more than one. So I'm gonna enjoy the rest of this glass and we'll get on to some rating. Zero to five, no exceptions for these audience submissions, even though I know Tyler and I hope he enjoys what I had to say about the beer and certainly what I'm going to say about the rating here, but no exceptions. We're going to rate this just like we rate the rest of our beers. And really, it's it's nice. I enjoyed this one. I really want to reiterate the one of the last things I said is it's a very crushable beer. You can definitely drink more than one of these, and I appreciate that quality in a beer. And I thought it was really dynamic. It had some nice uh, mixture of both malts and yeast, and with that little bit of hot bitterness on the end there. So it's a really dynamic beer, and I think it shines through in all three profiles, which um, is befitting of you know some Belgian beers. With that, I'm gonna give it a 4.0 on five, and that's a review. All right, beer fans, that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed today's little bite-sized treat, this bonus episode, this audience submission that I put on. I know certainly going from year one to year two over time, I think the average length of my podcast show has grown, so hopefully that's okay. But here's something a little bite-sized to nibble on. And Tyler, I know I think, I, th I think I've said thank you so many times in this episode already, but one more time, thank you for providing this beer. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And if I can find it in stores, this is something that I actually would buy for myself again. So thank you for introducing the beer to me. And if you out there listening would like to find Fulton's uh, Lonely Blonde Ale, you certainly can. Uh, like I said, this is one of their flagship beers. It's one of their original beers that came out of their home brewing way back in the garage days. And they distribute in a lot of different places. So all across Minnesota and into Wisconsin and North Dakota and South Dakota. So if you're in any of those four states, pretty big, broad area there, you can find some Fulton beer. And I'm sure Lonely Blonde will be one of the beers 
for sale on the shelf or in a bar that's got it on draft. I'm sure they distribute plenty of kegs of this stuff. So that does it for me today. If you want to submit a beer and maybe do this audience submission thing on your end, feel free to, you know, reach out on my Instagram. You can DM me. You can email me at buzzwithbrian at gmail.com. Hit up the Instagram at buzzwithbrian. And for any other general inquiries or just things you want to see on the show, like happy to hear it. So with that, can't wait to get back on the mic again soon here. Tyler, thanks so much. Cheers, beers. Oh.